0: Ready for something
1: scary?
2: Okay!
1: You're in the right spot. The iScary Podcast collects spooky, creepy news stories to discuss and give you chills. Whatever. Just so you know, hosts discuss topics they've just learned about and
0: have no prior knowledge. Their views are just for your entertainment. Welcome back to another episode of I Scary Podcast. Please welcome my co-host today, Darcy Paschik.
2: Well, hello, Anne. How are you? I'm doing okay.
0: Um, you know, it's it's another day, so it means we have another couple of scary stories. I'm
2: excited. Let's see what you got.
0: And I hopefully nothing's been scary in your normal life, right? <laughs>
2: Right, yeah, we did share a few stories there, but uh, no, everything's normal in mine, so I'm ready for some uh, <laughs> something thought-provoking. <laughs>
0: well, I think we've got a couple of good stories today, so let's jump right into it. Okay, let's set the stage of our first story. Um, this is about a man who was released from prison. And he went to live at his uncle's house and offered to make dinner. But he went next door killed the neighbor ah! cut out her heart and brought it over to serve up to his aunt and uncle I'm cooking
2: dinner eat it it will make the demons go away
0: When they wouldn't eat what he was cooking what the heck? All hell broke loose
2: Okay that this is by far the most disturbing one This is this is out there Terrific So you know how many people in total how many people in total did he three he he
0: murdered three people
2: no kidding i know
0: this is confusing so let's go to sydney and get the full story
1: sydney take it away News. heart soup from ap news A 42-year-old Oklahoma man, Lawrence Anderson, is under arrest for committing three murders. The victims include his uncle, the uncle's four-year-old granddaughter, and a neighbor. He also maimed his aunt. During his arrest at the uncle's house, Anderson broke down and confessed, saying it was a bloodbath. It started when he broke into the neighbor's house and stabbed her, cutting out her heart. He went back to his uncle's house to cook the woman's heart, serving it up with a side of potatoes. He tried to make his uncle and wife eat it. Anderson said consuming the heart would release the demons. When his relatives wouldn't eat the meal, he attacked them. The hardest part to swallow, Anderson was a repeat offender with multiple drug charges and gun offenses. He had been deemed a threat to himself and society and been sentenced to 20 years in prison. However, thanks to a new state law, his sentence was commuted, allowing him to leave prison. Frustrated police admit that it's a mystery to them how someone like Anderson ever got released.
2: Yeah, that, wow. Uh,
1: The full story
0: is even worse.
2: So, I mean, I guess the first topic is, you know, you're murdering family, but, but the cannibalism aspect.
0: Once again,
2: how does that even cross over? I mean, I know we're talking about mental health here. We have to be or drugs, but, but I mean, this guy is, is beyond disturbed and I don't understand, you know,
0: I don't know. It's like if you're going to release a bunch of prisoners just because of their crime, whatever crime they committed, yeah. don't you think maybe some he got messed up even more in prison and you should do some psychological tests? I mean, obviously they were just trying to to get these guys off the books.
2: Think of uh think of his cellmate if he had one. Could you imagine what that, you know, cuz I'm assuming they they know full well why somebody's in there or they can read the news. I mean, what are you thinking every night you only go to sleep? <laughs> If um, hopefully he was in solitary confinement, but if they've let him out at some point, he probably had a cellmate. Uh,
0: Please. Can I have a new cellmate? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. I would, I I would sort of freak out. I mean, would this be one of those guys though? He's a child killer. Um, I would, he last in prison the second go round.
2: Yeah. I I don't understand that. I
0: I think this is just freaking on so many levels. It makes you not want to help family. (laughs) Uh, at least if they have a record and have trouble. Um, and, uh, I, why didn't they know that he could do this? I mean, this is like a drastic step. Sure. Someone's takes drugs, deals drugs, has a few issues with guns. I don't know. He pointed him at some people he shouldn't have. How does that go to, oh, I'm going to go next door and cut out that lady's heart because uh what was it i need to release the demon Uh.
2: yeah there's some there's some psychological things happening that just uh i i doubt you or i or anybody listening to this podcast is going to comprehend and and if you do seek help (laughs) well
0: i mean there had to be signs (laughs) yeah so even the his cellmate before he was released should have said um uh, excuse me i'd like to log a complaint this guy is dangerous
2: don't let
0: go. well it seems like the police knew it the police that caught him you know they knew he, he was yeah
2: trouble yeah i mean this one i think is 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 definitely as deranged as again i mean this guy should be in a mental hospital <laughs> he should not be in in the public i
0: bet you're right i bet you're right um i it's yeah. weird how um this isn't our first cannibal story uh on the podcast <laughs> and
2: i know the cannibal and. And this also goes back to the whole, you know, cutting the head off on the on the Greyhound bus. I mean, this is kind of a mix of the both that just, you know, we thought both of those were bizarre in separate instances. And, and now we got one that's, you know, together. So I, I don't know where you're going with this, Anne, but if you keep getting stories and keep putting everything together, we're going to get to a point where it's a pattern. Uh, I may not want to do There's this. There's a
0: pattern. Things. We've discovered yeah, it.
2: So yeah, you know that's a good topic. I'm not saying this guy. I mean, take the mental aspect and the psychological. But I mean, there there are people out there that just want to be uh, in the public eye and do things to say they, you know, to seem grander, to seem that they've done things to top other people. I mean, yeah, you know that's a that's a topic for discussion. I don't think this is that case. No, but, I mean honestly, um,
0: how, that, if that's the motivation. They they have too much thought process, so that's something different. Uh, but I mean, yeah. have you met anybody in your life that you thought, they eh, maybe really a little off, better not let them too close to me.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think. You
0: have had people like oh, that? for sure.
2: I mean, I'm not saying friends. I'm just oh, saying okay, there's people you meet. I mean, I think as, as humans, we have pretty good instinct if we listen to it, mm. to, to see somebody and go, hmm, you know, we might be seemingly judgmental and, and, and it might not be the right assumption, but you do see people, you're just like, you know what i think i'd stay away from that person just a little
0: yeah. i agree just that I, I i think this harkens back to the thing is that we're 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 raised to be good people be kind be accepting and sometimes we don't listen to that voice that says eh, maybe because if you do listen to it then people put something else on you Ah, uh, you're standoffish you're uh you're you know you're you just seeing yeah. things that aren't there. Up. So yeah. that means yeah. then that you'll miss something that might be like this.
2: No, I I just think it's also situational. I mean, you, you have to look at how you were raised, the community you live in. I mean, I think your awareness to situations is heightened if you lived in you know in a really seedy neighborhood with seedy you know um neighbors and things or if you're in a higher end area and you don't see this at all yeah you're 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 a bit blindfolded to what's going on but in this particular case that's why i'd like to know a little bit more background of you know where was this exactly and you know what was some of the the behind the scenes things yeah
0: my my thing is that so this is you're taking in a family member which maybe we've all been there or and you just i mean you got to think that the uncle and the aunt had to have something in their mind, had to have probably some conversation, like, God, I hope this turns out okay. Yeah. And that's the hardest part when obviously you feel obligated, it's family. Uh, here's this guy, let's give him a shot. <laughs> uh, uh, that's to me the harder call, is that when you yeah. probably know that this guy isn't 100% stable you don't really know what he's going to do and you have brought him into your house with your little yeah. granddaughter around
2: <laughs> yeah that, that that's as tragic as it gets and, and so what do you think about you we kind of mentioned it earlier about the thought process and you know you kind of said well you know that would take a lot of thought process but i'm also thinking it would take a lot of thought process to go to your neighbors murder that person cut their heart out then go back and and try and serve it to people so how long did that take and and what, is he completely you know in a mental state that 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 he was you know out of it blacked out how are you to you know categorize that to do all that or was there some thought process around this you know you talk about murder premeditated murder was this something that that in his mind is a right thing to do and he just did it and and that's the worrying part if the guy gets released again or he's in you know or even if you're his cellmate you well know?
0: he better not be released again um after that but yeah i think you you that's a huge very good point Bravo. (laughs) Because I agree with you. You know, this could have been some sort of fantasy he was concocting for a long time. Next time I get out, I guess I'm going to go eat some heart. That'll cure me. Yeah. I don't know. But you're right. But once again, he should have been evaluated in some sense. There should have been some not just like, okay, click it, you know, checking off a list. Okay, all these guys that did this kind of crime, they get out.
2: A nice Walk day, free. Yeah. We're not
0: even. We're not even going to look you in the eye. Somebody, even yeah. the the people that at that prison that were the guards, they had to have some some feeling that this guy should not be let out. It's sad.
2: You know, he's to me that that guy. When you know, I don't know if you ever been in this situation, but I was once when I was in a situation. Where we were watching a movie in a group setting. There's a bunch of people, and and a, and a gory scene came on that was very disturbing. And so everybody, if you're, I would say more or less human or have a good human nature was like sad and horrified and you know distraught with the scene and there was one person in the group that burst out laughing as it happened we all stopped and we were like looking at him going Why are you laughing right now like who are you so so when you talked about have you ever met somebody that guy to me was like huh i know it's only a movie but but 20 other people in the room all st- you know all thought this was a tragic part of the film that was disturbing and, and he burst out laughing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally
0: like me right now yeah no. well well some people do laugh if they can't accept you know as a, a mechanism to protect themselves uh, i'll give you that fair enough but in that setting i would say it shouldn't be the first reaction unless they really thought they were going to freak out but oh yeah i that would be a little mental note note to self watch it watch it with that dude
2: yeah not gonna lie, I distanced myself. <laughs> good, good. I'm still here to tell a story, so I'm good.
0: Smart man. All right, and that would be our word to the wise. Oh yeah. Well, um, I, I feel like this story is is just heartbreaking and, and freaky and it's gonna make me look differently at my neighbors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let's move on to our second one. All right. Okay. Our next one takes place after a night out drinking.
1: Okay, see you later, Bye bye
0: When a guy named Joe is walking home alone, and he takes a shortcut through a dark alley. (laughs) He spots someone, and the guy seems to be following him. He gets a little spooked, he crosses the street, guy crosses the street too (laughs) and the guy is closer to him than he than he should have been it's like he moves super fast what totally freaked out he runs for his life (laughs) (laughs) i do Uh. have to say this story this story came from reddit
2: so i'm not not sure this
0: is true i couldn't back this up with news but i thought it was right. way too good not to it, not to share it
2: <laughs> it's an interesting story i'll be honest that running through my mind the whole time was you know joe leaving a bar and i got kind of stuck on hallucinations so i'm thinking this guy's just coming out oh. right so what you're saying so that's that's where my mind went right away going okay you know sounds like the joker a little bit you know a clown smiling you know there seems to be a bit of hype in the media with you know the latest movies it and things like that where you know so maybe this guy's just hallucinating and and this is his conjuring of what he thought he saw so i mean how drunk was he and what else was he on so that was one of my hot roasts ah yeah that could totally make sense but i think we need the full
0: story for this one sydney Take it away!
1: News. Smiling Man from Reddit. Out clubbing one night, a guy named Joe was walking home alone at two in the morning when he spotted a man about a block ahead of him on the sidewalk. The man was doing a strange dance, but moving toward Joe. Deciding the dancer was drunk, Joe didn't think much of it at first, but then the guy stopped dancing and looked up at the sky. As Joe got closer, he saw the man's eyes were wild and he had a big smile, a clown smile painted on his face. Joe crossed the street. When he got to the other side, he noticed the smiling man had crossed the street too. Joe stopped walking. The smiling man stopped walking. They just stared at each other. Until Smiling Man took a big, exaggerated step toward Joe like he was sneaking up on someone. He stepped again and again, moving faster and faster toward Joe. Joe froze. Smiling Man froze too. Then he started to dance away in the opposite direction. Joe breathed a sigh of relief until Smiling Man stopped, turned, and started to dance back toward Joe. Having enough of the weirdo, Joe booked it to the end of the corner, making it to a much busier street. He dared to stop and look back. Smiling Man was gone. Or is he still out there, waiting for his next dance partner? (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. I'm thinking that I would,
0: I think I would call it too that this could be totally made up um obviously it's reddit but it, they were putting this af- across as fact and um uh i i like i like the way you're saying that he he could have made it up and like with just saw some guy and he yeah. hallucinated it I mean, who knows what else Joe is doing in the bar, (laughs)
2: right? (laughs) It's two in the morning. It's dark, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of factors here, but, but flip it over on on the other side of it. So, so what if there is this person on the streets that is a bit obviously crazy or, you know, again, back to the whole, you know, mentally deranged or something wrong and, and, you know, they watch too many movies. So they have, you know, done themselves up and are just out there dancing in the streets and, uh, Yeah, what if if it's someone just
0: going, I'm going to go prank some folks. I'm just going to go do this and freak them out. Now, that could totally backfire on you. If you're doing this on some street, just waiting for some guy coming out of a bar. Yeah. I totally see that happening.
2: Bad things can happen.
0: You ever um, run into someone that you didn't want to run into in a dark deserted street
2: no no not particularly but i mean was this near uh, halloween by any chance you know i'm looking for some uh it was in october 30th you, you
0: always you always need the facts i need some more facts
2: <laughs> well it's you know because they create so much mystery around it and, and i am a logical thinker that wants to just go okay well something happened here and uh i don't know it's a good discussion uh,
0: you gave me an idea think sure. about this what if the story isn't as, this is from this guy's point of view. What if you saw the story from the smiling man's point
2: of view? Good point.
0: He's coming from a party. He dressed up like the Joker. He's dancing around. He's a little tipsy. He sees a guy coming. And at first he just, oh, I've been going to play with him. But he was just playing because he's drunk. And then he realizes he's freaking this guy out. So he turns around, he walks away. And then he goes, well, but I can't leave. I got to go the other way. So he turns to go back. Yep. He sees the guy's watching him. He's like, oh, shit, now I'm really. <laughs> well. So, and, there... and then Go ahead. he books when the, when the other guy books. So that's why when he turned back, I mean, he, uh, Joe felt like he disappeared. But maybe at this point, Smiling Man said, I better Had get my fun. out of here.
2: Had and, my fun. I'm going to go. And you know, didn't mean
0: to scare you. you know, I just, just dressed up for a Halloween party or some weird uh smiling man party.
2: Take take it one step further. There were actually four or five people with the smiley guy, came around the corner, seen the drunk guy, they said, He said, Hold my beer, watch this. They all hit around the corner while he did this and they're all having a good laugh after the fact, while this poor guy's, you know, literally running for his life or thinking he's gonna be murdered on the I side street. So could be some I love college it. It's kids. all
0: the point of view. Yes. It's the point of view. College yes. kids having fun, or just a just accident. Well, um, I have run into a creepy guy on the street. Oh. One. This was in Hollywood, California, and it was late. I'm off of Hollywood Boulevard, on a side street where I was working for doing a TV commercial. I think it was a Toshiba commercial. <laughs> and I, it was late. We were really late, and I, and I was just going to move my car closer. So I went out, and I, I when I went out, I'm walking along, pretty dark street, and I saw some guy up ahead, at the intersection. So I had to go to this intersection and turn left to get my car. Right. And he stopped, and he looked at me, and so that made me go, oh, he just he just saw me and made note of me. So I kept watching him. He crossed the street, he he went towards my car, and I was like, oh, I better I better. Approach this slowly, <laughs> <laughs> so I did sort of like what Joe did. Is I got to the intersection, I didn't cross the street to the way he had gone, I decided to stay as far away as possible in the intersection, right? And um, to see him, I because I, I figured I would see him down the street, and he what I didn't, he was nowhere to be seen, so that's what, and there's other cars parked,
2: and now in the back of your mind
0: i'm like he's waiting for me somewhere so i crossed the intersection the farthest i could get away to see him i wanted to see him and then i crossed uh the street towards my car still pretty far away and um the building i'd parked next to was an elementary school and it had these sort of flying buttresses kind of thing and i i was able to walk far enough to see him hiding up against one of those
2: really so
0: i was like so I quickly retraced my steps and ran back to the studio, and I got a really big grip guy—the the guys, you know, that move all <laughs> the equipment. Yeah, I said, "Come for a walk." Come with me. Um, someone's hiding by my car. He's like, "Okay." <laughs> so we came, and even then, we still—I wanted us to walk far, you know, the farthest way away from him mm-hmm. and make some noise in case he was nuts. Uh, and he heard us coming, and he just suddenly turned and walked on the sidewalk away from us yeah like like oh i'm just here peeing or something i don't know he was not because it took me some time to get back and he was still just waiting patiently waiting for me to come through my car
2: well i mean you know hats off to you for actually stopping and turning around and 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 not continuing on right i mean the
0: well you have to be alert i think for women for anyone when you're out you do have to be aware because i mean he he clocked me man he looked at me he wasn't sly about it which i still would have been suspicious if he hadn't been because i'm a woman alone on a dark street yeah i've seen enough of those movies not a
2: good feeling for sure
0: yeah oh boy that's a good story so yeah that that one that that was sort of freaky yeah but and we didn't chase after and pound him down but i just wanted to get away
2: Well, (laughs) nowadays there's you know, now nowadays, it's just in my opinion, but you know, I don't know how long ago you'd go back to where you might have a a fight in the street, or you know, I think your worst case scenario. I'm not saying a knife is not less you know, is not dangerous, but that's was your worst worry maybe. But nowadays, it's it's so much more. I mean, you know, shootings. There's you know just there's just a lot more to me. You know, and whether it's because we're more susceptible to you know what's happening in the world and all the news we get to see exactly what can happen. It's just not about, you know, maybe getting beat up or or whatever. There's some, you know.
0: Yeah, you're right. That guy could have, um, the guy waiting for me could have had a gun. So I guess now today I would have taken three grips with me. Come on, guys.
2: (laughs) You need some some spares in case somebody. (laughs)
0: As many. Yeah. So you really would say, oh, I don't want to face those guys.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my. Well, I would
0: just tell everyone, be be careful out there. Be careful. Yeah. Those were really some two freaky kind of stories
2: those are that i you know this is the the steady theme throughout all of our podcasts really is be careful out there and you know hopefully i i still think this is a bit of a psa for people to just to uh, you know look over your shoulder <laughs> make sure you're not you know you got to have good wits about you and, and uh, this is proving that um they're psychotic or whatever i don't know how you brand some of these people but you're not dealing with uh normal just people every not day. right No
0: no so be take care of you first i agree we we are we just want to scare you here yes so you aren't scared out there (laughs) well thank you darcy i appreciate you joining me again yeah Yeah. this is fun we'll keep doing them
2: we will i'll see you on the next one for sure thanks ann
0: all right until next time don't be too spooky out there stay safe
2: (laughs) oh yeah (laughs)
0: Everyone at iScary Podcast would like to thank you, the listeners, for joining us, and we hope you come back for another spooky episode. A huge shout-out and all our thanks also goes to our newscaster, Sydney Story, our announcer, Zach Mercer, and all our step-into-the-story actors, Grinnell Morris... Sydney Story, Zach Mercer, and an IA program we get from Speecholo. And we license our music and sound effects from Zapsplat. Join us again, if you dare. The I Scary Podcast is produced by Wyatt Paschick and Ann Kimbrough. Copyright April 2021.